Zapping the ocean with electricity to fight climate change? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Starting in January, all residents of California will be required to make New Year's resolutions to recycle their food waste instead of tossing it in the trash. Waste that usually ends up in landfills like banana peels, coffee grounds, and eggshells breaks down and emits methane, a greenhouse gas that's more powerful in the short term than carbon emissions from burning fossil fuels. Now people will have to put their food waste into green bins to be collected by cities and turned into compost or used to make biogas for heating and electricity. Recycling food waste is the easiest and fastest way for individuals to affect climate change, according to Rachel Wagner, director of California's recycling program. As an alternative to the green bins, residents will be able to compost in their yards or take food to drop-off locations. Grocery stores will have to donate edible food to food banks. The new program is aimed mainly at education instead of enforcement, but municipalities will either need to have food waste recycling programs in place by March March or tell the state how they will implement one. According to the Los Angeles Times, the biggest challenge will be to build up to 150 compost digesting centers to break down all the organic material. A new report is urging the U.S. government to spend over $1 billion to research the possibility of increasing the ocean's capacity to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Oceans have already absorbed about 30% of the CO2 released by human activities, and the report by the Panel of National Academies of Sciences outlines six geoengineering approaches to boost that amount and study potential consequences. Some of the methods to be studied include jolting the seas with electricity to make them less acidic, adding nutrients like nitrogen to help plankton take up carbon, farming seaweed to transport carbon to ocean sediments, and helping ecosystems become healthier so animals and plants could absorb more CO2. The report says there could be devastating consequences to such large-scale interventions like disrupting fisheries or changing weather patterns and ocean currents, but they say because private groups are already doing research, the government needs to be prepared to make policies. Geoengineering is controversial. Pennsylvania State University climatologist Michael Mann writes it's being used by polluters to delay and downplay the only safe solution to climate change, rapidly curtailing fossil fuels. Manatees, marine mammals, also known as sea cows, are in trouble. More than 1,000 have died off the Florida coast from starvation this year, prompting officials to take drastic action to feed them, to get them through the winter. Manatees' primary diet is seagrass, but pollution from fertilizers, urban runoff, and wastewater discharges is causing algal blooms that choke out the sunlight the grasses need to grow. Climate change is expected to worsen the problem with warming waters and severe storms. Officials announced a trial feeding program at a handful of sites, including a power plant in Cape Canaveral, where manatees congregate in winter because of warm water discharged from the facility. The animals would be offered leafy greens like lettuce and cabbage, which they are fed in captivity. As the Palm Beach Post reports, the plan is not without risk. Biologists are concerned about changing manatee migration patterns and encouraging the animals to depend on humans. Officials warn that the intervention is being run by experts and that feeding manatees is illegal. 
They expect the rescue response will be needed for at least several years until seagrass habitats are restored. And finally, the fashion industry has been called out for lacking sustainability. Dye used to color fabric contaminates waterways, and manufacturing textiles generates 10% of annual global carbon emissions. Making clothes is water-intensive, using enough to meet the annual needs of 5 million people. And plastic microfibers from textiles are piling up in our oceans. Amsterdam designer Jofia Kolar thinks there's an eco-friendly solution right under our noses, or rather, right above them. She is making clothes from human hair. She collects cut hair from local salons that would otherwise go to landfills. Through her company Human Material Loop, she has used some blonde locks to create her first prototype knitted sweater. Hair that can't be woven into yarn is repurposed as fertilizer in a closed loop system where there's zero waste from the production. Recycling human hair is not new. In recent years, salons have collected it to be used as so-called hair booms to clean up oil spills or because it's rich in protein and nitrogen for use as compost. So would you wear clothes made from human hair? Kolar says it's normal for us to don fabrics from animal hair like sheep or alpaca, so why not our own? Your next trip to a stylist could be to get a cool do and do something cool for the environment. That's it for This Week in Water. We're sustainable because of support from our listeners. Become one of them by visiting h2oradio.org and thank you.